So the ArriveCan app goes poof. Well, it'll be around, but we won't use it quite as often, and it won't be mandatory. So what does that mean for a border town mayor like our friend Mike Bradley in Sarnia? He tells us in this conversation from Friday's Toronto Today. All right, the cause for celebration in uh, border cities appears to be the end of the ArriveCan app. I'm looking at a headline. American visitors and Sarnia civic leaders celebrate possible end of ArriveCan app. And as we told you on Monday, it was going to end. And the last day where it's mandatory uh, will be next Thursday. So let's find out if said civic leader is celebrating. We love having our guest on here, Sarnia Mayor Mike Bradley. Are, are you celebrating or are you still a little ticked it went on as long as it did? You can be both, I suppose. I'm both. And also, I'm also waiting to see what the actual details are next week because, you know, they sort of leaked and leaked and leaked on this. And the details are important to us. But very happy. It's been a long summer. We, for six months, I say we, Ontario Border City Mayors, were saying, look, this tool is not a health protection. It's not effective, and it's causing a lot of distress to Canadians. And it also was preventing, Greg, uh, a lot of traffic coming over here from the U.S. because they said, we can't be damn bothered doing this. If you want us, then you're going to make it a more friendly border crossing. So yes, there's a celebration, uh, but we lost our summer. We thought, uh, as we supported the federal government for two and a half years, can you imagine what it's like to be a border city mayor back when COVID started saying, yeah, yes. close the border, close the border, we're okay with that. And I expected riots in the street. Thank goodness we didn't get that. People understood and they were supportive. So we went through the whole thing with the feds over the last couple of years, but yet we could not move them on this issue. And it was very, very frustrating knowing that every month we were losing in June and July and August of tourism traffic. It's unbelievable. I, so I, my only land border crossing so far uh, was through Sarnia. Stopped for lunch on the way. We went to Michigan for a few days. Concert, golf, ball game. Did the things we love to do. But the numbers, Mike, are staggering. I'll give them to our audience. January to August 2019, uh, tourism Sarnia-Lampton said nearly 1 million cars traveled the Blue Water Bridge. Same period this year. Less than half that, 430,000. Like, so everybody who walks around saying, ah, everything's back to normal, no, it ain't. And not for tourism either. No, I sound like Sarah Palin. I can see the bridge from here. And I can tell you on a Friday night that uh, there's sometimes no traffic. And the best other wow. statistic, which I don't like to use statistics, but the fact is the duty-free stores are still down 45% over where they were a number of years ago. And they're the best uh, way to judge that traffic and to measure that traffic. So, you know, I'm trying to be optimistic now. We're coming out of this, and really what we've got to do now is figure out 2023 and what do we do to get back to normal. The mask uh, suggests doesn't really affect your land traffic. I wouldn't think this is just that's all about airports. I know I know you have an airport, but uh, Sarnia, it's not going to be you're not going to be terribly affected if they say, well, we still need masks on trains and planes. It's, it's just about the app. No, but I think uh, just in a general point of view as a mayor, the inconsistency on the regulations, I think, uh, you know, out on the street, that's what I hear. Like, mm. that's the last one, Greg, really left, the, you know, when they, they moved through this. And maybe they're just setting us up to, uh, to have Trudeau. And by the way, this could have been announced today. It could have been announced today. It could have been announced yesterday. But they're waiting for Trudeau to come back from Japan, so they're waiting until next week. But it could have been announced, and I think they're saving this to drop it and then get all the uh, credit that they want for it. But it's not been good for us in border cities. And I would make the case that everyone's a border city. The amount of traffic, as you would know, that comes through here, it's going to Toronto. Yeah. is is incredible. And to Stratford and to Niagara Falls. So um, I'm just pleased we're getting near the end. Uh, Very frustrating dealing with the government in the last uh, six months because they just weren't listening to us. We were their best buddies for two years through COVID, and then we couldn't even get our calls returned. Mike Bradley is our guest uh, mayor uh, from the city of Sarnia. 
tell me more about that. What what was that like? Like, why would communication be constant, regular, and then all of a sudden goes, you know, in essence, a, a border city with a huge bridge like yours gets ghosted, in essence? What is that? Well, I think when Bill Blair was the minister, we had a lot of dialogue back and forth, uh, just a small group of us, border city mayors, Niagara, you know, Sioux, you name it. Um, but it just seemed to disappear with the train change into the transportation ministry. He's been much more reluctant to, he picks when he wants to speak to different mayors. But he went to Windsor and kept just six weeks ago and was defending the This is a critical border tool. And yet we were finding out every day, getting calls to at least, you know, my office in Sarnia, saying from people distressed because they got the notice they used the app, and next thing you know, they're being told to report to uh, jail for 14 days in quarantine. And, you know, it was that type of frustration we could not get across them. I don't think they wanted to hear the message. I'm not into conspiracy theories. I know the rest of the world is. But my sense is there's some, something other behind this app that they want to use it to, for customs or immigration in the future. And they just don't want to let go. And they've spent a lot of money on that technology. But they won't acknowledge it's not a perfect device. And it does discourage border traffic. So the idea, I remember thinking about it at the time, and you go to enough events, my, my analogy for it is sort of paper tickets. It's harder to get into. It doesn't matter what it is. You, you can go to a Tigers game, a concert, wherever. If we had paper tickets, quick scan, we're through a lot faster. So the idea that the app was saving people time, I'm like, I guess if you have it right there, right in front of you, but nobody, but you fumble with your phone sometimes. Something comes up, it doesn't turn on right away, and keep adding seconds, minutes, and more if, you know, when we have board, boarding passes for the airplane and we have a piece of paper, it always moves more efficiently than if we're hunting through our apps on the phone for it. And Greg, it worked for a number of people. It didn't work for a lot of other people. Yeah. What it did, by the way, it turned uh, border guards into IT specialists. That's what they became because, they, you know, I know a lot of them. They work here at the border crossing. There's quite a huge contingent. They're not just going to turn you away. They tried to help people, but they became the 14-year-old kid trying to help people through, uh, get you across the border. And the most distressing thing for people was when they got across and then they get these threatening notices saying, look, you've got to go into quarantine for 14 days. And if you don't, and they keep calling you every day, it scares people. So if the app technology was perfect, uh, then yes, you can say, okay, this is a new tool. We're moving into a new generation. It wasn't. And uh, again, the government was told this over and over again, and they kept us. I don't know. It's, it's working well. It's this and that, and that comes down to Ottawa having a very small view, a short view of uh, what border cities are and how these communities function. We go back and forth on a regular basis. We have integration with the other side, and vice versa. Yeah. <clears throat> Mike Bradley's our guest, uh, Mayor of Sarnia. I'm guessing you knew about the quote. You mentioned uh, Minister Al Gaber going to Windsor, but in Windsor on June 29th, Marco Mendicino said this, ArriveCan was originally created for COVID-19, but it has technological capacity beyond that to shrink the amount of time that's required when you're getting screened at the border. And I can probably hear your head shake uh, through the microphone and, and, the ra- and, our, and our connection right now. Because in a million, you can make the case that ArriveCan does this, that, the other thing. It doesn't shrink time. There's no feasible way you could argue that. And I agree. And the one thing that always stands out for me, as a member, someone who was very involved in the COVID issue and obviously in a community and a border community, was that if you brought something in because of COVID, the best thing you can do and the most responsible and, I guess, ethical thing you can do is when it's COVID was finished, then you take that away. And what has happened is, as so many governments have done, they use COVID as an excuse to do things they wanted to do anyhow, but couldn't do it. And that's why they still seem to be hanging on to this technology and device. And that's why I want, Greg, I want to see the details next week. Because yeah. why would you keep it if you want to use it voluntarily? And then there's the other group 
I think that in itself in the long term is going to create more issues at uh, at the border. I only got about 40 seconds. Is the next step then to drop that the U.S. uh, not mandate all entrants be vaccinated? Remember, you could have two shots. I could have two shots. We could have not had vaccinations for 16 months and somehow we're okay to go in in the United States. We could have had Omicron multiple times. Does the U.S. need to drop that also? Does that help your community also? Uh, yes, it would. Um, I'm not as I'm not pushing that as much, but I will say I'm glad you raised that because most Canadians don't realize Biden still has a rule in place. You must have the two shots to go over there. And we're waiting to see what he's going to do that. There hasn't been a lot of coordination between these two governments on some of these big issues. So you would think that they would have had those discussions and said, look, we're going to do this. Why don't you do this? Mike, I love your community. Thanks for the time. Thanks for uh, being here. And I, I hope it goes your way uh, next uh, next week. Thanks for this. Thank you. Bye-bye. Mike Bradley, Sarnia Mayor.